Welcome. This is Cascade Church Portland's podcast. We exist to invite all people to join us as we follow Jesus together in bringing heaven to earth. Well, good morning. Uh, my name is Leroy Barber, and it is good to be here. For those who don't know me, um, I, am, uh, I feel like I'm part of Family Cascade uh, and uh, stop by every now and then as a part of uh, the teaching team to, to bring some perspective on whatever topics we're, we're talking about and engaging with. It's been way too long since the last time I've been here, and so um, excited, excited to be, to be back with you. Um, and for those that don't know me, uh, I... Um, uh, uh, get a little bit, um, um, how would we say, uh, passionate. I like that. Yeah, uh, in the midst of these, th- in, in the midst of looking at God's word, it excites me. Um, and uh, just background-wise, I am. I grew up in a, a black Baptist church, and so I like uh, I like a little talk back. And uh, so feel free. Uh, to let yourself go this morning uh, and uh, uh, step out of white normativity and give me an amen, all right? All right, it's cool. So, uh, you know, when uh, Sarah and uh, Kurt and the team said, hey, we're going to do this series on power, I was like, oh, yeah, y'all just love light topics at Cascade. <laughs> Let's just, you know, let's just stay on the surface of everything here. Um, and so I was like, wow, uh, how, how, do we, how do we jump into the idea of power? And I know you have been talking about it for a number of weeks. And um, those who have gone before me, I'm sure, have done an incredible job of diving into it. And so um, I, I, I'm, hopefully we'll connect with what has already happened and, and prayerfully bring a little bit different perspective to some of that. Um, so this idea of power, um, yeah, I, I, tr- I looked it up and, and just trying to get some basic, because it's a word that's out there, right, that we use a lot, but like to really try to understand it is quite, quite the challenge, right? And the dictionary is talking about um, you know, the ability to do something or act in a particular way, right? So like the power of speech, right, would be an example, right? Uh, that, that is one of the definitions or ways we see power exhibited. Or uh, the second one that I found probably is where we'll stick a little bit today, the capacity or ability to direct or influence the behaviors of others or the course of events, Right? that this ability to direct or influence behavior or the course of events for another, right? And that could be done in a positive aspect or a negative aspect, right? Uh, that, uh, that idea of power um, does that. And so for me, uh, if you don't know me, my brain works through sports so much, and I apologize if you're not in through sports. This is not going to have a lot of sports in it. But the first thing that came to my mind when the word power, and I started thinking about it, was a power runner, right? 
uh, if you like football, right? Uh, that's the first thing that came to my mind. Like, they have these things called a power runner, right, versus a finesse runner, right? And a finesse runner is somebody who's fast, who's quick on their feet, right? They can move in and out, change directions. They don't, they run to the outside and try to find a way to kind of juke through there, right? Uh, a power runner, uh, on the other hand, is somebody who's built bigger, and stronger, uh, and uh, can make their own holes, basically, right? They run right into the thick of things, right, and use their strength to push their way to the yardage necessary, right? That's what came to mind for me, like a power runner, like somebody, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this myself, right? I'm going to bore a hole into this line. And if you like football, I, for, sorry, this is a confession, but I love power running. I love, I don't like the passing game in football. You can tell when I'm watching my wife, I'm always like, let's line it up, right? And uh, uh, let's push that thing in there, right? Get the big boys up on the line and let's, let's like, push our will into that end zone, right? That is the part of power I want to talk about today. Right, so uh, we see power as a position of control, right? That person is in a power position, right? They're on top, right? They call the shots, right? Uh, that kind of thing. Uh, uh, last sports example, Serena Williams has a power serve, right? right? Her serve is hard, strong, quick, and overwhelming, right? And when it comes in the right way at the right time, it's like Serena Williams just knocked me out. Like I, there's nothing I can do about it. So power, parts of it is this thing that we can create, right? It has a real earthly sense to it, right? A real human element, um, an advantage over another, right? Uh, uh, and for us, that deeply connects with the idea of money, right? Money is power, right? Um, uh, uh, old school run DMC stay, right? What people do for money, right? Um, good credit is power, right? Uh, 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 the idea of a power suit, right, right, comes to mind, right? An army that has power, right, is bigger, stronger, faster, more things at its disposal, right? And that army is powerful, we say. And those things we can create, right? They're earthly. They're, uh, they're the stuff we gather to put ourselves in position. I want to link a little bit of this uh, to some systematic power and, and touch a little bit today on how racism is rooted in power, right? Rooted in earthly power, 
And what I mean by that is uh, uh, because we can create power on earth, right, in an earthly way, right, we sit now in a space to where uh, African-Americans have one-eighth the wealth of their white peers, right? Something systematically created to make that happen, right? Uh, Laws uh, to benefit that have uh, given us this power position. So imagine you create a system where it's dependent on voting and no people of color and no women can vote. Right? That creates what? A power position. Right? Who's going to get elected if the only people that can, like, no, no people of color and no women can vote? We wound up with a country with 43 white men as president, right? Women start to vote in 1920, but only white women, right? Housing. What, how does housing give you power? Security, right? There's there's a place. For you to go to once you're finished listening to me, Babylon. Jobs, right? Lock out and allow you only, like, depending on a job, limited resource, right? A system where a fry cook at McDonald's doesn't make as much as the CEO of IBM. There is something about power that is built, that is in structures for positive and negative, right? But it's rooted in this system and uh, I think Jesus comes in and he rebuts this power. and gives a definition for true power. So I want to read this scripture, and let us, let us try to pull out where true power rests. From Luke chapter 9, verses 1 through 6. Read. When Jesus had called the 12 together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He told them, take nothing for your journey, no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra shirt. Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that town. If people do not welcome you, leave their town and shake their duff off your feet as a testimony against them. So they set out and went from village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. Jesus gave them power, right? Is that, that's kind of a weird thing, right? Because what, what did he give them, right? Like, in my mind, I'm going like, like, was there some kind of 
plus, like blessing? Did he like touch them in a different way, right? Did like some, some smoke come down and go in their ears? Like, like what? What happened, right? What did he give them? Did he hand them something, right? How does power go from Jesus to them? Right? It's just quite, it, and, and it says, he gave them power to drive out demons and to cure diseases. That he just gave this thing to them. They didn't ask for it. Like they weren't sitting around in a discussion going, Jesus, give us some of that power. Matter of fact, they, they, they were back and forth, right? These disciples were like, uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. That's kind of cool, like, right? But they're, they're, they go to this place and it says, Jesus just gives them power. And he gives them this power. Whatever this power is. And he says, uh, go out. And you'll be able to do a couple things. You'll be able to like put evil at bay and, and heal people. Right? He gave them something for people that was miraculous. Right? Take note, he didn't, uh, it, 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 it seemed to be something different about what Jesus gave them. That, that it, it wasn't for them to go and call the shots somewhere. It wasn't for them to win, right? It wasn't for them to persuade or to dominate or to create systems of superiority. It wasn't for any of that. All the ways in which we define power, we do not find here. He said, it says, Jesus gave them power and authority. Boom, you have it. And it wasn't for any of the things and the ways in which we define power. None of it is present. Second thing. Jesus gave power to people who didn't ask for it. Nor do they seem qualified to handle power. What qualifies them? Why did Jesus decide to give these people this power at this time? We knew what he wanted them to do with it. And we don't know why. What we do know is that they weren't qualified for it. Perhaps their humanity was the qualifying thing. They were just human beings. That qualifies you for power. Perhaps, you didn't see that, but it just did something crazy up here. Okay. We know they were obedient. 
We know they didn't know what they were getting into or going, but they were obedient to this call to follow Jesus. So perhaps their obedience qualified them. We, knew, we, we know they were curious. What does this mean? Who is this Jesus? Like, what's, what's going on here, right? All the conversations and the questions that we see the disciples asking and wrestling through, right? Uh, Jesus even asked them after this, who do people say that I am? And they're like, uh, you know, and then Peter pipes up, right? Perhaps their curiosity for what this power was about qualified them to receive it. Not answers, not owning it, right? Not memorizing it, right? Not, 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 not structuring it, not making it neat in some package, but pure curiosity. Who the heck is this Jesus? Because this seems really good and really odd. Right? Their love may have qualified them. That somewhere along the road, they fell in love with the story. That Jesus had done something to make them absolutely head over heels in love with this story of redemption. Perhaps it qualified them to receive this power. This power that was outside of the system. This power that could not be defined the way they were defining power. This power that would come up against manufactured power. Whoever that is, that's a preacher right there. Just let them keep going. And this power that was directly connected to the healing of life. And the giving of life. And the... uh, uh, the, uh, disbursement, the, the uh, getting rid of evil. Two things. Get, I'm going to give you power and authority to get rid of the devil, the demons, the evil that's around you, and to heal anyone who needs it. Third thing, we know that this is a different power. Let that amen keep coming. I'm liking it. Don't take them out. Don't take them out. We know that this is something crazy and different because of what Jesus takes from them. Listen to the list. I give, Jesus gives power, power and authority over these things, right? And then it says he does this. Okay, you now have all power and authority, however that happened. 
Do not take a staff. Do not take a bag. Do not take food. Do not take money. Do not take clothes. This was something different. Right? Right? But they had power. After Jesus gives real power, he takes away the false markers. And this is the liberating part of this scripture, by the way. This is, this is, this is where liberation begins to rise, right? This is where we know this is the gospel sure enough. Right? And that it goes out to all people anywhere, anyhow, right? That anybody can take part because when there is Jesus' power, it does not call for staff, a bag, food, money, or clothes. Staff, an instrument of, of protection, right? and something you use to help you walk along the road, a physical piece. Jesus says, don't take a staff with you. Isn't that kind of weird? Like, what's wrong with a staff, Jesus? It's just a little deal. Right? Help me walk when I get tired, right? Somebody coming at me, I can even use it as a weapon, right? Even play a little recreation. We can hit half balls or something, Right? Jesus, come on. What's wrong with my staff? Don't take it. All right. Take a little bag with me, right? You know, little bags we take with us, put some stuff in it. Here's my little bag. (laughs) Right? Jesus would take my bag away that has my, my ATM card in it. Right? Mine's got a little more than ATM card, but that's But take away the thing that we put our little stuff in, right? That keeps us stable in our minds. Jesus says, nope, no bags, no wallets. And he says, no food. This is a basic necessity of life, Jesus. Do you understand this? In a few hours, I'm going to need to eat. Jesus says, no food, no sustenance. Don't carry it with you. Almost as if Jesus is saying, I got you. Where your sustenance comes from, I will provide. I will even, like, like, and we see this in the Old Testament, and Jesus is ringing it true in this statement when, he, when the prophet is told, the ravens will feed you. Jesus takes that, the Old Testament to a whole new level, right? And then the kicker, no money. Right? Don't take no food. Cool. Right? I'll just stop at an end somewhere and grab, grab a little bit. No, no. He said, he says, no money and no clothes. Let's say we took that stuff away from everybody in here. 
what would we feel? Powerless, wouldn't we? We would feel like we have nothing. No answers, no way to move forward, stuck, confused, needing something or someone. We'd have to figure out a new way of being community. We'd have to figure out a new way to support one another. We'd have to figure out what missions means and what giving means and what, what like, like, we got none of that stuff. Jesus, right, brings a new kind of power, a liberating one. He's giving something to people, right, who should not have it, to go out and do something in the world that represents life and beauty and a disbursement of evil. What does Jesus have to take from you for you to get down to what true power is? Fourth thing, the so-called advantaged person, right? So we see in the uh, the next verses, we didn't read all of it, but uh, in verse 7 it says, Now Herod. The tetriarch heard about all that was going on. What did Herod hear that was going on? These these people are going around. They don't have any money. They're wearing the same clothes. They don't have any food. And they are turning the world upside down around Herod. And Herod can't stand it. It says that Herod is perplexed. He's baffled. What, who are these people? And it's, you know, uh, 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 it says Herod uh, starts running back through his mind, right? And it, and it says that Herod goes, but I beheaded John the Baptist. So where is this coming from? Why does Herod behead John the Baptist? Because earthly power... It's trying to keep its power, right? And uh, couldn't understand, was perplexed that this was still happening. 
When this different power comes from nowhere, it is perplexing. How is this happening? These people have no voting rights. These people are slaves. We rape their women. We hang them on trees. We burn crosses in front of their houses. We keep them out of schools. We mass incarcerate them. We build roads in the middle of their neighborhoods. We gentrify their neighborhoods. We create and stand. We create stand your ground laws. We acquit. We acquitted George Zimmerman. We pushed them for speaking out. How are these people still living in society? How was this woman able to sit before Supreme Court and verbalize exactly what happened in the best way possible I've ever seen it? How is that possible? How is that possible? There is a different power, my friends. That has nothing to do with your bank account in this room. That has nothing to do with where you live or what you have in your savings bank or where you work. Nothing to do with it. It is perplexing at best. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may try me in the very dirt, but still, like dust I rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Because I walk like I've got oil wells pumping in my living room. Just like moons and like the suns with the certainty of tides. Just like the hope springing high, still I rise. Do you want to see me broken, bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops weakening by my soulful cries? Does my haughtiness offend you? Don't don't you take it awful hard because I laugh like I've got gold mines digging in my own backyard. You may shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness, but still, like air, I rise. Does my sexiness upset you? Does it come as a surprise that I dance like I've got diamonds at the meeting of my thighs? Out of the huts of history, shame, I rise. Up from a past that rooted in pain, I rise. I'm a black ocean leaping and wide, willing and swelling. I bear in the tide, leaving behind the nights of terror and fear. I rise into a daybreak that's wondrously clear. I rise, bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave. I am the dream and the hope of the slave. I rise, I rise, I rise. There is a power, my friends, that exists outside of anything we can create, and it won't die. Power didn't wake up this morning asking how it was going to share itself. But we don't care because we got something different.
we have substituted real power for individualism. We have substituted a real power for money. We have substituted real power to take advantage of the system that advantages us. We have created the Bill Hybels of the world. Lastly, how does power deal? How does real power deal with false power? Jesus gives them the answer there. Because in this scene, Jesus gives them power and authority. Tells them to go. Strips everything that they think they might need of earthly power. Takes that away. It says they go out. And uh, there's probably a question. Well, what do we do if people don't accept us? What do we do if people don't, don't give us food? What do we do? And Jesus says, this is how you deal with that power. You brush it off. Brush the dust off. And keep going. I love that answer. Don't you like that? Right? Because this, this, uh, uh, this world isn't where we get our acceptance. Brush it off. Not that we don't confront, because we will confront. Not that we don't speak up, because we will speak up. But when that's not accepted and when things are taken from us, brush it off. I want to close. I want to close with a little James Brown. (laughs) Some people say we got a lot of malice. Some say it's a lot of nerve. But I say we won't quit moving until we get what we deserve. We've been buked and we've been scorned. We've been treated bad, talked about as sure as you're born. But just as sure as it takes two eyes to make make a pair, ha! You know that, ha! Brother, we can't quit until we get our share. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. One more time. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. Huh? Right? There are two legacies in our country. We can can tap into a legacy that gives us a home and gives us a bank account and gives us these things that we think we need or we can tap into a legacy that was created, right, in this space of liberation by Jesus a long time ago and all of a sudden it's popping out in James Brown. the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing but to us are being saved it is the power of God 
For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. The intelligence of the intelligent, I will frustrate. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has God not made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since the wisdom of God, for, for since the wisdom of God, uh, For since the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him. God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. A stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. But to those to whom God has called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God is available. We just got to know where to look for it. Amen, brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many influential, not many of noble birth, but God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, our holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. God bless you.